0: Want to reclaim some time back into your life, when was the last time you actually kicked back and read an entire book or watched a movie without trying to do a million things at one time? Running your business feels like a juggling act, right? always trying to catch up, always on the go, always have something to do. Now, of course, being busy, it's a good problem to have, but let's be real. It is super tiring. Being on top of everything, handling the planned workload, squeezing in the unexpected tasks, all while pushing to grow your business. It's a lot. If you're nodding along, guess what? It is a sign, a sign that you actually need to make some tweaks within your business, shake things up a little bit, push those next levels, and actually break free from this never-ending work cycle. So what is the actual right move for you? You need to have a team, and that is what we're gonna dive into together. Hey there, my friend, welcome back to another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm Lisa Ann, and today, get ready for a complete game changer for your business. Also, get ready to hear a lot of mistakes that I made while I was actually growing my business. Don't judge me, please. I'm a lot different of a business owner now, but yes, we obviously all go through these mistakes, so I'm gonna share them with you. I wanna kick off this episode today and just have you picture something, Okay. Close your eyes for a minute. Picture that you're a business owner, right? Well, obviously you are. You probably wouldn't be hanging out with me right now, but so you're a business owner, you're doing your thing. Today you woke up, you just opened your computer for the very first time and you saw how much you actually had to do. Your schedule is jam-packed with meetings. Your to-do list is constantly growing today. You wanna get your nails done. You have three loads of laundry on the floor and you actually need to go grocery shopping. There's not enough time in the day to get every single thing done today. If you're feeling that way, have felt that way, just know I've been there. It is not fun. But at this point, feeling that overwhelmed, do you ever find yourself thinking that I absolutely love what I do, but maybe someone else can handle some of this for me so I can actually focus on the big things in my business? Well, in my opinion, when you get to that stage... You are pretty much spot on. You need the help. Let me repeat myself. You need the help. You deserve the actual support. You don't have to always be grinding all the time. You don't have to be in this journey all alone. There's 100% aspects of your business that you can totally hand off to someone else. You just got to find that right thing to actually hand off to someone. Sounds pretty simple, right? Now, that's actually what I thought until I actually got into the whole nitty gritty of hiring a team, doing all that stuff. I really have two sides of a story I want to share with you. The very first person I hired, I absolutely loved her. She was amazing. She was basically a clone of me. So yes, toot my own horn for a sec. But I essentially, I taught her everything that I knew. She was great and I could literally trust her with anything within my business. But being a new boss, a new leader, even new in my business, when things started getting hard, I just really cut the cord without even knowing any better. Now, I remember the day that she told me that she didn't want to work with one of our clients anymore because he was, let's just say, a little bit needy, harder to please type of guy. But in my opinion, it doesn't really work like that. You don't necessarily just get to pick and choose with who you're working with when you're working for an agency, right? We do have a job to do. That's what they hired us to do. So that's what we do. That was the very first strike with me. And then it kind of just started to snowball from there with her. So I just let her go, which I actually let her go while I was away on vacation by text a huge, huge mistake that I've made. Now on the other side, I actually hired the next batch of team members out of pure desperation. I was way too busy for my own good. Like again, good problem to have, but super overwhelming. And I've always prided myself on good customer service and even better results with my clients, but I couldn't keep up. Like there was no way I was working nonstop. I was overwhelmed to the max. So I looked for anyone with their handout essentially to support me. So I just brought them on. I didn't vet them. I didn't look at their quality of work. I just trusted their word. If they told me they can do it, they could do it. No thought about how much it would even cost me to compare what I was even charging my clients. I just said I'd figure out as I go, I'm too busy to think about it. Mistake number two, huge mistake, by the way. So take it from me and I want you to learn from these mistakes. There are certain things that you're going to want to consider before you just toss the ball to some stranger and hopefully they figure it out with you. I want to first help you figure out the different roles that you could have from a team perspective. Then I want to help you figure out the specific tasks that you can actually outsource. And Then I want to talk about virtual support teams versus in person because I've had both. Actually, I still do have both. Now, for starters, let's talk about why having a team is so important. Being a business owner, it's really tough. I know you can agree with me. Okay, But there is that joy, there is that uh, the rewards that come with it, but entrepreneurship is one heck of a ride in my opinion. Over the years, I've learned that if you are constantly doing things that you don't actually enjoy just to keep your business running and keep it afloat, that original joy that you have for your business, it kind of just starts to slip away. Now, of course, in the beginning, you are going to have to wear a lot of hats in your business, but as soon as you can bring someone on to take some things off your plate, it's going to keep you loving what you actually like to do. So take cold calling, for example. One of my clients absolutely hates it. I personally do too. Actually, I know a lot of business owners hate it. I mean, can you imagine spending five straight hours on the phone just calling random people after random people after random people? No way, don't have time for that. Or even collecting documents from clients, going back and forth, asking them to fill in this specific piece of information, then they missed it, and it's just a lot of constant thing. Or even as simple as trying to get the right login for things for some clients, it's it's a lot of tedious work that you don't necessarily wanna waste so much of your precious time doing. So you have other things that you could actually be doing. So having someone else or a team member handle those tedious tasks, for an example, this is what's going to allow you to keep your passion for your business without getting bogged down by all these frustrating, time-consuming routines that you absolutely have to do for your business. And guess what? It actually frees up your time so that you can actually focus on the bigger, more important things with your business that are actually going to drive you and your business forward. So how do you actually do this? How do you hire that team? How do you really build some foundation with a good team that is actually going to keep your costs down, but keep your quality up? How do you actually do all that? It really begins with this. You've got to understand the important roles that you actually need within your business. From what I've learned, building a team, it's, it's something that should be complementing your strengths as a leader. Okay, You want specific people in place to handle the tasks that aren't your cup of tea but are the things that you have to do to keep your business moving forward. Okay, so here's the trick. Recognizing important roles isn't just about passing off work to other people. It's about really strategically placing the right person in the right spot within your business. With the right team in place, moving things forward becomes a whole lot smoother and a whole lot easier and a whole lot less overwhelming for you. Now, when I started building my team, I had to take a hard look at what did I actually love doing in my business versus what I felt was a little bit draining. Not necessarily look at all the things that I wanted to do in my business just yet because that list is forever long. But first, you have to start with what you have to do within your business. Now, don't get me wrong. When I say this, I love being an entrepreneur. I always have. But things that you have to do sometimes as an entrepreneur, I just hate doing. I know you get that, but some people will tell me, I absolutely love every single piece of my business. I'm like, okay, honey, give it a couple more years. You'll figure it out. At a certain time throughout the years, I even actually started to hate my business altogether. And I actually debated just starting over, going back to the corporate world because of all these things that was holding me down. Now, obviously I didn't do that or I wouldn't be here today, but I did have those moments. But what I did have to do, again, was look at all the roles that I was actually doing within my business, write down everything that I loved doing and everything that I hated doing. Okay, And I put them into two different categories. Then what I did is I worked my butt off to get that hate list down to zero, get someone else to do it. So that gave me more time to work on the things that I love and even to work on the things that I never actually had the time to do. And now fast forward to today, I still have a full team within our agency. We have copywriters, we have funnel designers, we have automation specialists, project managers, you name it. And then within my own aspects, my team even helps me with my blogs, editing my podcast episodes, all my promotions, my graphic work with all the courses. So we do a lot. But I share the vision, I share the strategy, and I, then I have the support to actually complete the things on the mass scale that I want to do. Now, plus I got to work on other things that I want to do every single day. And that's what I love to do. That's the freedom that we all deserve with running our own business and why we started in the first place. And trust me on this, when you focus on what you love, you actually become more efficient and more effective within your business. And when you become more effective and efficient within your business, you have more time to work on the fun stuff like actually scaling your business. How fun is it to actually scale a business? That's what I hope for you too. It's about working smarter, not necessarily working harder. Now, I know for sure you've heard that one before. It's definitely nothing new, but if you've been trying to figure out how do you actually do all this, Let me just remind you, it starts with a team. But let me warn you though, when bringing on a team member, it is so great for your business and for your time management, but please do not use this as an excuse to slack off. It's not going to actually support that growth that you're really after with your business. And what I've witnessed happen when people do fall into that trap is they eventually just eat away at all their profits. So you can definitely outsource all the work if you really, really wanted to within your business, but who's actually going to be growing the business that's actually on you. So your goal with growing your team shouldn't be to get rid of everything. It's to boost your efficiency and give you that ability to work on other aspects. But like I said, I used to wear all the hats in my business as we all do when we're starting out. So if you're at that point, don't worry. I was the marketer, I was the closer, the project manager, the funnel designer, the copywriter, the automation expert, the ad buyer, the HR, the accountant, the accounts receivable, you name it. All the things, I wore all those hats. But here's the thing, it doesn't actually work when you get to the level when you're starting to scale. It is definitely not sustainable. The thing with teams is you typically see a dip in performance in the very beginning as you're training, as you're getting people through those peaks and valleys with the new structure, but then what happens is it skyrockets at growth. So I don't want you to underestimate this whatsoever. Strategic task delegation can be such a very powerful secret weapon for your business. If you aren't sure where to start, let me just give you some examples of places that I'm sure you could start to outsource within your business, but everyone's gonna be a little bit different. The first one is all of the administrative work. Let's be honest. Administrative tasks can be a real time sucker, but some stress out about outsourcing this part of their business because of how small and tedious they actually really are. But keep in mind, all of these little tasks that you're doing every single day, they actually take a lot of chunk of your time. So can you outsource appointment scheduling, document collection for your business, answering all of your emails, answering the notifications that you get in your project management system? So for example, one of our agency clients, they have a team member that confirms all the appointments for him as a mortgage agent. She collects all the documents that he needs before the call from the client, and he actually manages all of his emails as well. So all he actually has to do is show up for his appointments and does what he loves. Now, another one is your marketing, which obviously I'm definitely going to encourage this one a lot. Marketing is a major pain point for so many entrepreneurs. It is a lot to think about from a growing aspect and a scaling aspect at the same time as managing the actual everyday business work that you have to do. So when our clients hire us personally, we help them with the lead generation, email marketing, designing funnels, setting up automations, and even backend sales. So essentially we are helping them with the marketing, sales, and follow-up aspects of your business. Now, ask yourself if that's an area that you want to stop doing personally. Some of our clients hate doing it. They're like, I don't care what you do. Just I don't want to be a part of it. Now, there's also other aspects of your marketing that you can get support with. So I know a lot of great content creators, for an example, and people hate creating content for social media. So can you get rid of that? That's an easy one to get rid of. Or what about your bookkeeping? As a business owner, wanting to keep your finances in top shape and really hitting those goals, hiring a bookkeeper is a really smart move. Or let's say if you run a law firm, just for an example, and you need some extra support with new cases, can you hire an intake specialist? Or as a realtor, can you hire someone to do all the paperwork with all the offers that you're doing? Or even going back to a mortgage agent, you have someone to actually submit all your applications for you. You have the options, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to helping you run your business more efficiently. So where do you find these people to actually join your team when you find those categories that you want to fill? Now, obviously, there's local job postings that you can do, reaching out to the networks that you're a part of. Or my preferred way is actually looking online at places like Upwork or FreeUp. Those are two really good ones. So those two can actually be a really good goldmine for you to get the support for cheaper too, by the way. Now, especially if you hire the right people who live in different regions or different countries with a lower cost of living, At the end of the day, it's a huge win-win. You get top-notch work from great people, and you actually save your budget. Plus, it is always so nice to know when you're really taking care of your team and making a huge impact on their family life because their cost of life is lower, but you can still pay them really good. Now, in more cases than not, people are actually working virtually for you in this case, But in my opinion, this is the future. Remote work is so easy to manage. Plus, if you've ever wondered how it feels to have a team working around the clock for you, choose team members in different time zones than you. That way, when you are still sleeping, your business is still on the move. Now, I absolutely love this aspect, to be honest with you. I send my team members things to do or change or to make tweaks to certain projects while I'm awake and working. Then as I'm sleeping, they're actually tackling those tasks, both client-facing and internal ones for the business. It truly feels like my business is 24-7 on autopilot and how we can get things done really quickly. So what's not to love about that? Now, I get you. You might be concerned about the communication side of things, but from my experience, clear communication is the lifeline of remote teams. So what I personally do that works really, really well for both my clients and even for my team members, for myself and them, or at least I'm talking on their behalf. But what I do is I record so many videos in a day, nothing fancy. It's just screen recordings of my computer. I give very, very clear direct outlines. And honestly, I probably over communicate, but it works. I also set really clear expectations and I also set deadlines. So I rarely host team meetings unless it's really important or I feel like I want to build that deeper relationship. But honestly, we just kind of go with things with our team and it's, it's super great. Oh, and another very, very important tip, you want to use a project management tool to keep you and your remote team in sync on all the tasks. So in my team, we swear by a program called Basecamp. I know I've talked about it on here before, but essentially it's an all-in-one tool that helps me organize all of our assets and documents for all of our clients and internally. We list down all the to-dos that we have to do within our projects and we share them with our team. We can actually have conversations back and forth with our team members. So Having a local team, one of the biggest perks I hear is that people like to go out for breakfast, meet face-to-face, have that personal touch, but having the online communication with people, it makes it easy. So I wouldn't really trade the benefit of having that globally distributed team to have them next to me 24 seven. Plus I'm also the type of person that I like to work alone. So when I'm working, I'm working, just don't bother me. When I'm not working, I'm with my daughter. But again, I really do recommend finding tools like Basecamp so you can have that virtual team all organized. It's really a game changer for staying connected, but getting things done quickly. Now to quickly go back to the whole hiring without a huge budget aspect, which I know is important to you, some will argue they don't want to support other locations. They want to support local, which I 100% love to support local businesses too. And I do as often as I possibly can. But at a certain point, when it comes to looking at expenses and your overhead, I would have rather have an amazing team, regardless of where they live in the world, try to keep our expenses down with still giving the same support that I need to give. That way I can keep our costs down for our clients too, versus having to raise our pricing. Now, to be honest, if I hired more local team members to me, I would probably have to double, maybe triple my prices. And I don't want to do that personally for my clients. It is 100% up to you, though. Just don't be fooled. People all around the world are incredibly smart. They're talented. They can probably do some of the tasks that you hate doing even better than you at a cheaper rate than someone who is going to be local to you. Anyways, I will leave my rant there because I know that we've covered a lot of grounds in today's episode. I do hope this helped not only remind you that it's okay to hire a team, but to remind you it's all possible. You just gotta learn what is gonna work for you and what doesn't work for you. Now to wrap things up, remember these keys, okay? Know the exact role that you actually want to fill. What are they gonna do? Turn to trusted third-party talent vendors. So Upwork and Free Up are the two I recommend and put the right people in the right places for your business. Building a top-notch team is just a strategy, but it's also a mindset shift. This shift will help you reclaim your time, reignite your passion, and make it a breeze to really push your business forward in that way that you want it to go. So take it from my personal roller coaster journey. The joy in your business definitely hinges on the quality of the team that you build. It's about doing things in your business in a way that is going to be sustainable without sacrificing the things that you love, enjoy in your growth journey. Trust me, it is totally worth it. Anyway, so thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week.